podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And I'm Megan Eanes, a local realtor and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are so excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Welcome to episode number 87 I know. for Iconic Talk. And uh, welcome to just all the newer listeners. We keep hearing stories of around town. Mm -hmm. People are listening more and more. And so um, if this might be your first time you're listening, welcome. And, you know, as the intro says, we love to talk about all things Winchester. And we want you to also understand the real estate world because we're realtors. Right. But more importantly, you know, whenever I help a client in the real estate world, I don't treat them like a transaction. It's not just like, I'm just here to help you buy, sell a house and that's it. There's a, mm-hmm. a service component to things. There is a understanding of how can I help you? How can I navigate this whole process with you? But there's also, how can I inform you about Winchester? Right. How can we introduce you to the community? To town. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I actually do. It's fun when there's incoming candidates to look for a job, whether it be the hospital or Shenandoah University mm-hmm. or things like that. I love to give tours for just for free, you know, I would go around town and just show the streets and show the different neighborhoods and show the area, you know, whether it be a city kind of life right. or just go 10 minutes out of town and get the country life. And so for somebody that doesn't know Winchester, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's kind of fun to give tours. Oh, I, it's one of my favorite parts of the job. Yeah. I love it because especially when people kind of have an idea or they were you know, getting transferred here for a job. So they're, they're moving here, but they don't know the area. They yeah. not like they chose the area to yeah. move here necessarily. So it's so fun. And then they're like, what? They get so excited because, yep. okay. So then, you know, they might be excited about the new job, but now they're going to be also excited about the community. Yep. Because about the community. So much to offer here that a lot of people just don't know about. And that's really one of the main reasons of why we started this podcast mm-hmm. to help inform the People who don't know about Winchester, listen to any one of our episodes in the past and you'll learn something about the town. Right. Absolutely, you will learn something about the town. Well, that's partly why we exist. But when I give tours, I'll start in our office and we'll go around town and we cruise kind of the fun streets Mm -hmm. around downtown and the pretty trees. And if it's spring, you get blooming trees. And if it's fall, it's amazing as well. Right. But then every now and then you see little things painted on the streets. Mm -hmm. And I have to point that out because if somebody's new to town and you don't know Winchester, the first thing you say is, well, have you ever experienced Apple Blossom Festival? And most of the time they'll say, no, what is that? Mm -hmm. So part of the tour is explaining Apple Blossom Festival. And if you see the streets painted with little pink flowers, I tell people that is part of the parade route. Right. And people are, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. So year round, Mm -hmm. and and if any of the listening audience, you don't know that, if you're up and down the streets, whether it be Washington or Stewart or Cork Street or somewhere like that, you will see painted flowers their apple blossoms mm-hmm. and it designates that's where the parade route goes so in the tours right. i love explaining apple blossom to people and if you could find a house on that parade route oh it's amazing oh yeah because that's a party zone it is yes it, you can't get out of it you can't leave town mm-hmm. you you are buying a house with the understanding that you will be hosting a party for, for apple, apple blossom, blossom. <laughs> probably on friday and saturday all day long i actually helped friends of mine they might be listening um buy a house Four years ago now, 
right before COVID on the Apple Blossom Parade, and they were so excited about experiencing a party for the parade. They had to postpone their party because of COVID for three years until last year they finally were able to host the party. And it's funny because the people that they bought the house from said, now, when it comes around Apple Blossom time, there is a person who has a truck and he parks it right next to your house two months in advance. Really? Two months in advance, parks the truck there to, to get the spot, to mark the spot to where like him and his Boy Scout troop or whatever it is would, would pitch a tent to sell certain food items and stuff. And it's there for two months before the parade route starts. Oh, that is crazy. Yes. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> so it was almost like an understanding of, well, you're going to have to, if you buy this house, there's going to be a truck that's there right. for two months in a row. So when you see it, it's not a surveillance <laughs> truck. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I pulled spot. out that story. <laughs> that's but pretty cool. When though. it comes to Apple Blossom, how do you explain what is Apple Blossom to people that you are from out of town. Um, I basically tell them it's just a huge parade. Um, two of them, actually. I believe the firefighter parade is the largest fire um, uh, parade with fire engines mm-hmm. um, in the country. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just one, but it's two. It's just a, a weekend of events of just lots of people, great community events. Um, it's just where a lot of people just come together. It's yeah. it's just a fun time. It's great for the kids. It's great for the adults. So, I mean, you got Friday, you got the parade. Um, and then, of course, the uh, we've got a carnival that goes yep. on for the whole week before then. Yep. And, and what blows my mind is how it used to just kind of be a weekend event right. when I right. was younger. And then, of course, we had the carnival a few days before that. But now it's turned into a 10-day Yes, a huge, big 10 day Mm -hmm. extravaganza. And yes, you have to call it a festival because it is truly it's signifying the the blossoms and the bloom of the apple trees. Right. And so sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle. But it's an entire celebration of the town that started almost 100 years ago Mm -hmm. for this kind of festival and having parades and celebrating spring is here. Right. And yes, the town does shut down. And that is also the fair warning that I give people when they're moving into town. Like, you don't understand. Like, nothing is happening on that Thursday or Friday. Schools are out. Things and The courthouse like, is closed. If you are yes. buying a house, you cannot buy your house do on not, that Friday. You don't before. want to show houses. You don't want to do anything on nope. that weekend. But it's an experience like no other. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's plenty of other festivals around the country that celebrate different things. But this is one of a kind. Famous people show up. Presidents. There We've are, had presidents yes. here, and presidents' daughters have been the queens of our festival. So you, if you haven't experienced it and you're listening for the first time, that is just it's something you have to see to mm-hmm. believe it. And luckily, we were able to hear more about Apple Blossom Festival in our interview because we have this time the executive director of the Apple Blossom mm-hmm. Festival. And it's really the Shenandoah Valley Apple Blossom Festival is where where you're going to call it, right? Shenandoah Apple Blossom Festival director Brad Veach is going to be chatting with us. You will learn so much. I'm excited about our chat with him Mm -hmm. because um, just, yeah, he's a townie. He is. And he cares about the town. He cares about the community and he cares about Apple Blossom Festival. Mm -hmm. So Yes, he does. We are so excited to have him. So here's our conversation with Brad Veach. Well, we are here with Brad Veach, the executive director of Shenandoah Apple Blossom Festival. How are you, Brad? Busy. Busy. Super busy. I bet. It it doesn't really end for Apple Blossom, does it? I mean, when you end 
in that last Sunday night or whatever it is, you're kind of already thinking what's coming up next? Already looking into the future for next year, whether it's trying to recruit bands, Uh just thinking about what the budget's going to be like, trying to look at the economy. Yeah. You know, just everything. You're always constantly looking and preparing. It's fascinating. I'm excited to have you here because just a lot of the behind the scenes a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know about. They, they they see the parades, they they see and maybe read Winchester Star or kind of get a take on like what's happening, you know, maybe a few weeks in advance. But I'm excited. So before we dive into Apple Blossom, I just gonna let's get to know about you. So sure. who is Brad Veach? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to town even. I was born and raised here. Yeah. Um, went to James Wood High School, graduated in 1992. And um, once I graduated, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do uh-huh. with my career. And so I hung around town and, and went to Ward Fairfax. And um, in 95, I went away to James Madison um, and got my degree there in sports management uh, with a minor in business. And um, while I was down in Harrisonburg, I worked for the city, hmm. uh, city of Harrisonburg. And uh, got a lot of good experience there. And um, when I graduated, I was offered a job with the city of Winchester. And so I, I took it here just to come back home and um, was there for 13 years. Yeah. I made my way up to, to the director of, of Parks and Rec and uh, left there in 2013 and done a variety of different things since then. Uh, I worked a small business, hmm. uh, web and app development company. Uh, but I also worked down in the General Assembly with Delegate Chris mm-hmm. Collins, uh-huh. um, worked with Frederick County EDA, and then took the job pre-COVID, November of 2019. Uh-huh. I took the Apple Blossom job. Oh, Best wow. timing ever. And, <laughs> you know, you were, I was like, wow. You know, it, it was, we didn't have hardly anything that right. year. I mean, we, we did a couple of things leading up to when everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the festival... You know, during festival week, there was there was nothing yeah. other than just hey, you know, if you can support the festival to keep to sustain us. But what it did was it allowed me to really look at the financials mm. and to better understand, you know, the festival as a whole. Mm. You know, where are we spending our money? Where can we save? Um, you know, where do we need to be looking at? You know, whether creating events or doing away with them if they're just not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So it was just an opportunity for me during that COVID year to um, just to, to dive in and, and take a look. Hmm. Well, I love how you're like a townie. That's mm-hmm. what we call people. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I know before we started recording, you and Megan go way back. Yeah, So there's there's a history there with you guys of going to the same school together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, and and I, I like twice. Twice, yeah. <laughs> I jam you, right? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the, kind of the, the Dukes down there. But I, I like how you have that experience and that background, that history and knowledge. I'm not a townie. I moved here 23 years ago. But to see the the entire festival evolve and just since i've been here has been pretty cool what have you seen over the years since you've experienced apple blossom growing up in town and is that kind of the game plan i mean cast a vision like what yep. can the town expect in the years to come even well as a kid i recall the carnival being there where the orson bryant theater mm-hmm. is located i mean the the, the carnival was there mm-hmm. Um, of course the parades, that was something that was always 
super fun because the midway and the sights and the sounds and the smells, um, the carnival's kind of always been around, at least for my generation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the things that I really wanted to try to bring to the festival was um, maybe some sports tourism. Mm. Um, I've got a background in recreation and um, coaching minor and things like that. And so, you know, I wanted to create opportunities for the youth and it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we all, anybody that has a kid knows that screen time is up and activity is down yeah. and at least physical activity. And so, you know, what are things that we can do as a festival to, to re- recruit and to create memories, um, for kids back when we were younger, there was a whole lot less to do. I mean, I played baseball and Sunday in the park, we played a baseball game in the park. Mm-hmm. So to me, Apple Blossom, you know, was, that was just a part of Apple Blossom. Yeah. Even though yeah. it was totally kind of, it was different. I still, as a kid, kind of put those two together. So nowadays, you know, what can we do? Um, so we started creating some youth focused events esports tournament partnered mm. up with Shenandoah mm-hmm. University cool. and so we do a just an open play down at Bright Box Theater on the Old Town Mall on Saturday at Wine Fest weekend and then we have a big tournament on Sunday out at the SU um, esports mm. arena okay so you know to me it's like all right how are we what are we doing to draw in that next generation community involvement but family involvement yes with parents and children and kind of keeping the nostalgia going but also having the kids be like hey this is the cool thing i want to come back to my hometown when i'm an adult right Mm -hmm. right exactly and you know it's just about it's about creating those memories um you know to me i have a lot of fond memories of apple blossom as a child and what are we doing or what can we be doing to create those similar types of experiences. Hmm. And it's totally different than what it was 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that Well, 40 years ago. Well, you think about it. I mean, there's plenty of family activities that are, that exist now. I mean, you think of like the, the kids, the bloom and mile race and mm-hmm. the things that happen on Friday, you think of just kind of the, the fairs and the festival and how the midways evolved and changed over the years. The, the fireworks, the, mm-hmm. I mean, you can go down the list of all the things that families do together right. uh, and it's, and it's fun. It's definitely kind of, the, it gives this small town vibe, but people f- come from miles away. What I love that you guys added tennis. Mm-hmm. I mean, that tennis, just came pickleball. in. Yep. The pickleball is pickleball new this, this pickleball year. Pickleball is brand new this okay. year. Yep. We partnered up with the Winchester country club mm-hmm. to do that. Um, we int- we're introducing a brand new team party. Mm. Uh, I say it's new. Apparently, it was around when we were kids, but I don't ever remember going to it. Yeah, I don't uh, think I so either. Te- I remember the teen center, of course, um, but I don't ever recall going to the teen party. So we're calling it Teen Night Out. Um, we've got Quay Kenner- Quay Kennerly. Um, his name, his I guess his DJ name is DJ Unique Hanley. Okay. Hanley grad. Okay. Oh, cool. Out in California. <clears throat> coming back home to put on a show for the kids. Nice. Um, very talented, um, guy. Um, so we're going to, we're doing that. We're even broadening and trying to, um, create events that 
really reflect the community and who is in our community. Mm. So mm-hmm. this year we're also creating an event called <clears throat> Fiesta Latina, mm-hmm. uh, really focusing cool. in on, on the Latino population. So, you know, what we're trying to do is to figure out ways to create events, sustainable events that um, either, you know, have some type of a fee to it or it's sponsored. So like Fiesta Latina is a totally free event. Anybody cool. can come to it uh, free of charge. There'll be, you know, authentic food. There'll be music. Hmm. Uh, there'll be dancing. Um, all sorts of great things. And so, you know, again, it's all about trying to make sure that the festival represents everybody in the community hmm. and that it's there's something for everyone mm. so i'm i'm curious because i noticed that um we have another uh aston daughter coming so you've got bella who is the youngest so this is sean's third fourth third fourth, third trip third daughter fourth trip yep grand marshal so how do you guys build the relationships with the celebrities obviously he came the first time probably fell in love but i mean who who's in charge of that who gets the celebrities how do you guys find them and give us the dirt yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's it's um it's a challenge um, we, we haven't announced our grand marshal. We're still searching for our grand marshal right now because people are busy. Um, they cost a lot of money. Uh-huh. I don't think folks realize the amount of money that we have to spend for some of the celebrities. Some of them come because they've heard about the festival, uh, but they are, um, they, they just, some of that's usually where you'll get a good deal. You know, they have a friend that, yeah. you know, a celebrity friend that says, you got to go to Apple Blossom. They'll treat you mm-hmm. like gold. Um, others are like, we're going to where? <laughs> Winchester? Yeah. Winchester. What? How, what is that close to? And we're like, oh, it's only an hour from D.C. Right. They're like, oh, okay. Um, but it, it, it's a challenge. So kind of almost some personal connections, friends of a friend's. Pers- uh, yep. Are you reaching out to like even agents in Hollywood? And we do. Just figuring out, hey, just throw it out there. Yep, we do. We um. We, we do reach out to agents. We have some, some folks that we go to quite often. Um, but we're like with the Aston family, you know, Sean came and loved Winchester. And so it was a perfect opportunity for the festival. And this is way before my time mm-hmm. with the festival. But they, they built that relationship. And so that has sustained you know, the relationship has kind of continued for, for a long period of, of time. In fact, while we, during COVID, the Aston family actually did a video for us hmm. and oh, said, cool. you know, how much they were thinking about us and that, you know, they can't wait, you know, to come back again. And so that gives you goosebumps yeah. because, you know, it's like you build those relationships and, you know, it's not superficial. It's really deep. They, they have, they have a love for Winchester. So, you know, we've had, we've had instances, you know, in, in over our 96 years where, you know, folks do just fall in love and they want to bring all their daughters mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. queen. Um, was it Chevy Chase? Didn't he have, was it, did he have two um, or was it Martin Short that had, uh, I, I can't, can't remember. remember, but you've got Tony Dorsett last mm-hmm. year. Um, you know, both his daughters have come. So, you know, there is a. A love, not just locally, you know, that we love the festival, but they're, they're, you know, these celebrities come and they really enjoy and embrace their time here. And I'm a sports guy. So I like, yes, I like the movie stars. That's fine. That gets my wife excited and she'll come see those people. <laughs> but 
the sports figures are fun also, and that's a big draw. Obviously, obviously there's some polarizing sports figures that you can come in. You know, Tony, Tony Dorsett, he's a cowboy, and that's, that's the rival for the people around here. Well, you know, I but, loved it because I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Cowboys fans unite. I love it. I'm with you too. He, we, I will not share the story right now, but he is the reason why I'm a Cowboys fan. One of the reasons. Oh. So uh, I'll get there one day on this episode, but maybe not now. Anyway, so but I love the sports. So is it the same connections of how you bring in the sports guys? Very similar. Um, quick story. Um, Marcus Allen was here um, years ago, and he shared his enjoyment with others, and that's how we've gotten some, some of the other players here, Eric Dickerson being mm-hmm. one of them. Um, so certainly, again, we, we show them a good time. We, we you know just make sure that they're a part of the community when they're here and they go back and tell their friends about their experience. And that certainly helps us as we, as we try to reach out and market the festival to these. And, and, and talk about like the, the big events too. I mean, sure. cause then there's a huge big, the sports breakfast and, mm-hmm. and, and over the years, how that has blossomed and evolved over time and how other big events that are just big ticket items that people yeah. gravitate towards. Yeah. Sports breakfast is one of those big ones. Um, we had it different places, um, but now we found a home up at the SU event center. Yeah. It's indoors. Yep. It's not mm-hmm. under a tent, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's comfortable. Right. And so, you know, we're, you know, 12, 1300 people come at 8 a.m. that morning to, to hear the sports guys and gals, mm-hmm. um, try to you know, talk, talk about their experiences, their words of encouragement, motivational speech speeches. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a good event. It's a great event. Um, you know, some of our events that are big, like for, for years, I was talking about weekend in the park and playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Well, we retired that event this year. Hmm. Seven out of the last 10 years, total rain out. Mm. And so it's kind of become, it's frustrating for one thing. So there will be no weekend in the park no this year? No weekend in the mm. park. Wow. So we, we have transitioned because we have the SU Event Center. We actually are going to be, we've got Michael W. Smith, mm-hmm. Cochran and Company mm-hmm. coming in. Yep. First big concert. Right. Contemporary Christian concert. And so... We're going to do that. We, we kind of dismantled uh, Weekend in the Park, Bloom and Sunday is what we called it most recently. And we've kind of taken those different components like the kids area. You know, we're, we're tying that in with the fire truck rodeo. Uh, we've got the car show. It's actually not going to be our car show anymore. We're partnering up and helping to support the Winchester Police Department and their foundation on Memorial Day weekend. So... I mean, there was two car shows kind of back to back. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. Mm-hmm. Ours was, you know, because the weather was starting to, to, to turn south, but they've got one that they're just starting, and it's just a couple of weeks after ours. So, you know, we supported them, went out, tried to help get some extra sponsorship because they're raising money for their summer kids and cops camp, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and positive things that we could get behind and support. So um, we kind of dismantled that and, and put it put the different pieces our arts and crafts show will be wine fest weekend in old town mm. this is the first time we're doing that this oh, year cool. we were down to about 30 crafters mm-hmm. we have almost 100 registered for wine fest weekend yeah and so what we yeah. did was we worked with the city <laughs> to move to move that event to the south end of the mall hmm. there sometimes 
some of the folks, you know, business owners, merchants on the South End don't see as much activity. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a perfect place for us to be able to set up that artisan and crafter fair to drive people down on the South that's End. That's great. Mall. See, this is what I'm talking about, the evolution over right. time and staying ahead of kind of the curve of like what's happening. I mean, mm-hmm. just seven out of eight year rain out will do it to you too. That's right. <laughs> of thinking creatively, what else can I do to have this, a similar kind of audience um, and have an event that might even be different or better. Right. Um, I'm excited to hear that you guys are going to still have the arts and crafts because that was one of my favorite parts. It wasn't so much the Sunday of the weekend in the park, but I would go on Saturday morning or like when the parade first started and there really weren't a lot of people and then you make it way over to the parade. But I think once it moved to the fairgrounds, it just probably didn't work quite the same as it did when it was at Jim Barnett. It, 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 was, it was different, mm-hmm. totally different. Um, the big challenge and folks don't see it. I see it because I used to work for the city. So I oftentimes will, I can put two hats on because especially as the parks and rec director, Mm -hmm. because I know how, how trashed Mm -hmm. the park was, especially with the weather. I mean, John Rosenberger and I would stand the back end of the war memorial building and just shake our heads because (laughs) there were trucks being pulled out of the mud. Right. And I mean, it would just destroy you know, some of the grassy areas. And so, you know, understanding that perspective, but then also the city police department and sheriff's office, I mean, they're exhausted after two, two days of parades Mm -hmm. and then throwing a third day out at the park where the traffic was just insane. Mm. So if you look at our programming now, you'll see a fair balance between what's happening in the city and what's happening in the county. Hmm. So, you know, share the wealth. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but and, and the, well, not necessarily burden responsibilities. Yeah. Responsibilities. I mean, we, we, um, you know, most of our apple orchards now are out in the County. So, you know, we see, it makes sense to have mm-hmm. some of that out there, um, at some of the markets and, and whatnot. So we, um, you know, we tried to balance that out a little bit with regards to moving things out to the SU event center. Um, creating those ag experiences, mm-hmm. I've coined the phrase, putting the apple blossom back in apple blossom. Because <laughs> there, there are a lot of parties and you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a lot of festivities. But the reason we exist is because of the industry. Right. That's, that's why we are here. And so we need to learn to celebrate that again. Mm-hmm. And so there's opportunities for us to be able to do that through cider tasting and orchard tours through breakfast with miss apple blossom where they're out at west oaks farm market Mm -hmm. and you know the kids are experiencing a farm they're going out to learn about the different types of apple Mm -hmm. trees Uh, they're seeing the apple blossom the apple trees in bloom you know there are things like that that help us to get back to our roots Mm -hmm. and i think that's one thing that we need to try to do and i've been working really closely with the actual apple growers to come up with you know new ideas mm-hmm. they did they created a, a video about the industry and the history and so we're trying to leverage that through our advertising to put that out there either leading up or during apple blossom but then also do it during the summer and the fall because once harvest comes around that's that's their bread and butter time yep so you know what how are we how are there ways that we can help leverage all of our marketing influence um through with the media to help spread the word about the industry yep. as a whole mm-hmm. and how it's transformed yeah that's, you know it's it's changed a lot because it can turn into one big party 
but right. but right. the idea is okay what's the purpose what are right. we celebrating what's right. the i mean what's the industry and, right. and how does that impact our town? I right. always loved the Apple Harvest Festival when they would have that whole um, pavilion set up with the different types of apples and the history of the apples. Yep. And Jim Robinson was there. Yep. And you always got your little apple sample or your apple juice or whatever it was. Yep. So that was really cool to have. Um, so to, it sounds like you're trying to kind of bring something like that back, but in like a media form. Yeah. Um, the Virginia Tech Cooperative Extension actually um, created a video. And they interviewed a lot of the apple growers in the area. And it's interesting because you're starting to see that that being passed on to the next generation. Mm -hmm. You've got, you know, Heather McKay out at Marker Miller and you've got, you know, others, um, Levi Snap, you know, out Mm -hmm. at West Oaks. I mean, you're, you're seeing, you know, the next generation of farmers, apple growers, you know, starting to take the leadership role and, um, you know, I've got, a, I think, a very good relationship with them. And, and you know, I just want to do more to showcase why we exist. Mm. And, you know, it could, it may mean, you know, us repurposing or re, I won't say rebranding, but repurposing that video and, you know, taking it and putting it in different, you know, media outlets. Like, can we partner with WDVM? Can we... Can we put it out on our YouTube channel and, and push it out that way? Um, because we have a lot of followers. I mean, just surpassed over 40,000 just on Facebook <laughs> um, just this past week. So we have the opportunity to be able to push that kind of information out so that a lot more people can see it. And hopefully what that means is that then people are coming in as tourists to come in and explore to learn about, you know, go to the markets, you know, go to the mm-hmm. different cideries. And so we really see ourselves as, you know, kind of a, a catalyst, you know, an economic catalyst. And we do. We, the things that we do, I'm sure downtown Winchester. Absolutely. They see sales tax and mill tax revenue spike. Absolutely. You know, Apple Blossom Week. So And it's, it's, it's expanded. I mean, I'm looking at the website now, and there's maybe almost 60, if I'm counting right, events close to that if you if you count each day of the carnival it's well over 50 Uh uh-huh almost yeah yeah. and and from april spanning from april 28th through may 7th so again it it keeps evolving and growing my question though is what if somebody's listening and like i have an amazing idea like you mentioned you want to reach out to the community and there's the latino event or you're like there's the there's a gap you know last year on on iconic talk we interviewed Della de haven who launched the prayer breakfast right. many years ago you know so if somebody locally has an idea like that and they come to you how does that process work of somebody initiating adding to the to the whole festival well lots of people have done that <laughs> um and a lot of the events that we now have were ideas that somebody someone brought to us Della had the idea, but then she also said, I'll help make it happen. I'll do it, right. And so, you know, Della was was very instrumental in the success, and it's still a sellout event. Mm-hmm. Um, so folks, are, you know, if they if they have an idea or want to share anything, they can, you know, reach out through our, our website, contact us through Facebook. Um, we welcome new ideas. Um, we're not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to come up with all the best ideas. Um, so we welcome those. I mean, if somebody wants to reach out, they can, 
you know, either call us or email us or send us a, That's cool. a message. Right? Yeah. I mean, let it be a true community yeah. um, initiated event and activity and entire festival. Um, but there's gotta be a limit, right? I mean, there's only so much manpower <laughs> to how you can pull these things off. I'm amazed at the quality and the excellence and just the logistics that go on. And that's just, a volunteer yeah. focused, volunteer based mm-hmm. organization. I mean, there's only three of us in the office and with a couple of contractors and you know, it's amazing how the community comes together in a volunteer spirit to help make this happen. It's truly volunteers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any ballpark idea how many for, during the course of this year you might be having? Probably well over a thousand. Wow. Oh, wow. I yep. would say um, with with all of the different events that happen, um, it, it's pretty incredible. I mean, we have between our board and our chair, event chairs, we're, we have over 150 people just mm. involved with that. Mm. Um, and then each of the committees have their own series of, of volunteers so doing different things so it, it's it's quite the undertaking lots yeah. lots of evening meetings for me because <laughs> i'm sure obviously yeah. you know people are working volunteers right and, yep. and you gotta work around their schedules um but yeah it it just could not happen with without the volunteers yeah no doubt well about it. thanks to all those people who are listening who are Definitely. participating right do, do you still do a, like a volunteer party at the we end do yeah we do we um we used to do it the Monday after, mm-hmm. and what we found was everybody was too tired. Everybody was too tired, but all these people would show up, and they weren't volunteers. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like another event. <laughs> hey. So this, I guess, two years ago, uh, when we sent everything out, this was post COVID, but nothing couldn't do anything downtown, couldn't do parades. Mm-hmm. We decided that we would tie in our our volunteer party with our end of year meeting hmm. our annual meeting and so you know if you're on the on the board or if you're a committee person or chair you'd show up an hour early and then we would have a big celebration um so the first year we did that was out at cloverdale barn um off of secret grade mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun and last year we did it at west oaks and we had a band and the first year we had a dj so it was a totally different experience but it also, everybody was kind of refreshed. It's fun. And yeah. yeah, it was kind of a night. It was, mm-hmm. it was an event just for them. Mm. It wasn't like just pizza and drinks. I mean, it was, right. it was well thought out and, um, you know, we, we just, we wanted to make it special. So we do, we do an, an, a year end event for, for our volunteers. And it's usually sometime mid July, mid June, uh, right around our, our annual event. Time. That's cool. Well, so. this year is the 96th festival. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to start wrapping this up. I, I think we probably ask questions all day of you or have you talk about it. What, what do you think about the number 100? Have you, you guys thought about that yet? We've got a committee mm-hmm. uh, working on it. It's interesting. Um, it'll be our 100th festival, um, which our, our, our 100th birthday is next year. Right. We, we started the same year that Hanley opened its mm-hmm. doors. Their, their school year was... 1923, 1924. Mm-hmm. The festival started in 1924, mm. but we had three years of the war that nothing took place. So we're going to let Hanley celebrate their hundredth anniversary, their hundredth birthday, and we are going to celebrate our hundredth birthday three years later. And so we've got a committee. Uh, they're starting to look. Um, you know, we're trying to figure out. All right, you know, how do 
what celebrities are out there that we could invite back as part of the celebration? What are some special events that we want to try to do? What are some commemorative things, you know, things that collectors sure. will want? Sure. Right. Oh, yeah. A lot of oh, yeah. sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah, programs and lapel pins. And How cool would it be to get like a queen float? Like where just former queens, and hopefully they queens. would come back on their own without right. having to, you know, a little bit extra incentive, but just because they love the festival, but get like a float of just queens it, would be super cool. That, that would be, that would be an excellent idea because mm-hmm. I think you could probably get quite a few of them to come back. Um, Especially because they're older and they'd have probably a lot of them are, you know, moms maybe and have kids can bring their families to the right. festival and um, just to participate That's, in it. Yeah. I think you've got somebody for the committee. Yeah. Right there, there, you there you go. The yeah, queen bring her on. Yeah. yeah. It, there, there's, there's so many over that 96 years, there's so many different things like coronation used to be on the steps of Hanley. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. It probably moved inside before I was even born, but there was this, you know, pomp and circumstance coming down those down the Hanley <laughs> steps, and I've seen video of it in photos, and it's incredible. But you're dealing with weather, weather, right? <laughs> weather. Yep. So keep it safe. But you know, wouldn't it be cool? It's as you know, the hundredth that we that we bring that back. You know, cross our fingers and hope mm-hmm. for good weather. Yep. But you know, could you, could we bring some something like that back? So, but the committee's going to explore lots of different ideas. They're they're collecting requests and ideas from the community too and uh, we want to make this really really special cool cool well thanks so much for being here before we let you go we like to ask our guests three iconic questions and so no pressure whatever first comes to mind you can just blurt it out so what's what do you like about your local neighborhood where you live close to town i'm in the county so um, i'm close to town close to you know, Winchester Medical Center, mm. um, close to recreation. Um, I, I enjoy real, real estate's all about location, location, That's location. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is. That is true. That is true. Speaking um, our language. Brian. Right. Right. <laughs> Second question. All right. What's your favorite local restaurant? Oh, golly. What's your go-to? I got too many. Put you on the spot. Uh, we had Barry Lee last week and he's like, I got three. Is it okay? We're like, sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love Manolets. That mm. is great. Um, yep. That is like, I mean, I, I like, I, I don't like a lot of Mexican food, but if my wife says, do you want to go to Manolets? I'm like, let's go. I'm done. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, Get the, the lava salsa oh, and yes. the chips. Yeah. 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 There yeah. you go. Is that the one over in Ward's Plaza? Yeah. Okay. I haven't been yet. I keep hearing oh. about it. You got to go. It's, it's amazing what they did to the inside of that old yeah, party. It's ama- <laughs> makes, they they made go. it next level. It's really cool. It's yeah. Well, last one. This is a no-brainer, but give us your take on this. What do you think makes our area so special? I think uh, people. The people. Um, even though we've got lots of new transplants, I think the core of this community is just kind and and you know we still hold on to and value some of those things that we grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, the values. Um, and again, the community is changing, but I still, I, I think people move here for that reason that they want a slower pace of life. They mm-hmm. want to be able to enjoy time with their family. They want good quality schools. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that that's why people 
you know, come here. And I think that's that we all value that. Well, we can attest to like, that as right. real estate agents. We know for a fact the real estate market is such where everybody's attempting to move in and nobody's trying to move out. Right. And, yes. and that yes. speaks to the community mm-hmm. and the people around. Quality of life. Yep. Right. Yep. Well, Brad, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for You're amazing. Thanks, Give us all the details. What? How do we contact? How do we contact? Not necessarily you, but just get the information of what's upcoming Events, for the festival. Tickets. Sure. Yeah. Um, all of our ticketing is now done online. You can go out to the www.thebloom.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and go to our events page and you can scroll through and see all the different events. You click on an event, you can order your tickets. Um, there's also information about the free events, you know, the days of the week that certain things are happening, the times, the locations. Um, they, anybody can reach out to info at the mm-hmm. Try to keep it simple. Yep. Um, Good. you know, if they have mm-hmm. a specific question, um, or they can just give us a call or stop by. Phone number 540-662-3863. And we're located just down the street from you guys, 135 North Cameron Street, mm-hmm. right across the street from the George Washington, George Washington. Hotel, yep. right beside United Bank. So perfect. We're right awesome. downtown. Love it. Brad, thank you so much. Thank you. It was awesome. Well, once again, thanks to Brad. He is just a just a really cool guy. Yes. And down to earth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you think if somebody in that position is like, you know, uh, this is my job and I'm all excited to do it. He's so down to earth and just approachable, approachable mm-hmm. and willing to talk to us. And as you heard, willing to entertain ideas. Right. You know, it's funny. After he left, you were just peppering him with all kinds of <laughs> ideas. And I said, Megan, you're going to get signed with to be on some sort of committee pretty soon. It's like, I'm good with coming up with stuff, but don't don't make me plan it. <laughs> but it, I mean, I learned so much. I mean, it's just fascinating that they're really attempting to cater to the community mm-hmm. and really looking hard at every single event. Because as we said in the beginning, I mean, the it has evolved over the years. Right. Where... It's just not just a weekend festival. It is an entire week, week plus festival with over 50 events. That's a lot. That's a lot to to maintain and to manage. Right. Um, But it's just cool that they're thinking about each one of those events specifically to our community and what what gaps might we have um, to, to support and facilitate, you know, where everybody who lives in town wants to participate. Right. I think it was kind of cool that he's talking about doing videos about the Apple industry because um, we kind of talked about in the beginning of the episode that that's that's kind of the basis. I mean, Winchester, Virginia used to be the Apple capital of the world Mm -hmm. um, or at least the country. Yeah. Um, And that's why we were here. And that's what we were celebrating is because the apple blossoms are blooming, which means that the, you know, things are going to start growing. The apples are going to be growing. And then we always had an apple harvest festival. Um, it was, it was nothing on this scale by any means, but when they were harvesting the apples back in September, so it's kind of, that's where it came from to celebrate, you know, what, what, you know, supports our community from years ago. Right. And, and they're, I mean, they're not just in it just to make money. It it truly is. You go on their website. It is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization. Mm -hmm. And so they're in it for the community. Um, they're not in it just to add more events to make more money and make more profit. It's, it's, they're adding the events to enhance the experience for the community. And I love how he's like, we don't want to grow so much to where we forget about the purpose. Right. And the purpose is to just have a fun time as a community to celebrate 
apple blossoms because apples are kind of supporting our community. I mean, exactly. that's one of the industries. Right. So we're kind of being thankful to the trees and the apple blossoms that support our community. Well, I, I just think it was, it was a great time with him and it was so informative. And again, Brad is just so down to earth. I mean, I've known him since, since high school, um, his, him and his family, just all, all great yep. people. And, well, you um, guys go way back. So we do. And I'm glad of what the, the community is doing and how they're also trying to make it what, what he was saying, bringing it, um, involving the kids a little bit more yep. with, um, sporting events. Yep. I love it. Make it mem- have, letting them have those memories. So then they're going to want to come back and bring mm-hmm. their kids in the future. Yep. 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 Well, over the next several weeks, we'll be intentionally plugging specific apple blossom events. Mm-hmm. So, but what's coming up here for this weekend? What kind of activities and events are in town? We have an international fair of food and wine. It's going to be a fun evening with the silent auction and wine pool. That's on the 30th. That's tonight from 6 to 10 mm-hmm. at uh, the Old Firehouse Barn. It's a benefit for the Wheels for Wellness. Cool. Um, we've also got a Spring Bazaar. That's going to be on Saturday from 8 to 2. There's going to be all kinds of crafters and auctions, bake sales, face painting. That's at the uh, Open Door Baptist Church in Clearbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, this is funny. No, well, no, it's not, apparently not funny. <laughs> You're not allowed to be funny. It's, it's no jokes craft and vendor fair, fair in, indoor and outdoor Saturday, April 1st, of course, because it's April 1st. Um, there's going to be live music from one to four at West Oaks Farm Market. Um, and it's free to attend and there um, are going to be vendors and all sorts do of things Do you do something there. for April Fool's Day? Is that something that you've ever done? No, I'm one of those people that just, I don't like making other people feel uncomfortable okay. and I can feel it. So I'm terrible yeah. about like pranks and jokes and stuff like yeah. that no that's not my style either so. no my my kids have tried in the past but um uh <laughs> one of them did a really terrible terrible one um but yeah other than that <laughs> no let me just no. answer that with no <laughs> yeah okay anything else <laughs> we have a uh, family friendly kite fest that's going to be on saturday from two to five at kernstown battlefield the first 24 families to arrive will receive free kites and there's going to also be egg hunts for ages two to six and seven to eleven with face painting and long cool. games so yeah that's this is the season stuff. for easter egg hunts right of course this mm-hmm. sunday is palm sunday yeah um which and then the i'm sure there's going to be easter egg hunts all the following weekend yep yep well i'm, I'm excited you know spring is here mm-hmm. and um, we're talking apple blossom we're talking easter we're talking fun things outside i love it well thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of iconic talk and we hope that you learned something from today's episode i know i sure did And uh, just stay with us here with this podcast because we look forward to sharing more with you even next week. Remember, when you're looking for a real estate professional, make sure that they are experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. And we appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. And we can be found on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Yep. And thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Simon Caglio. Until next time, thanks for coming.